2: Welcome back to the boys of 161st Street, episode 165. Uh, we took a little bit of a week break because the Yankees pissed us the fuck off, naturally, as most of you also felt the same way about this Yankees team. They did win tonight, but, you know, that might be a dollar short and a day late because, you know, we dug ourselves into holes. Let's see if we can get out of it right now. What are we, half game out? Half game above the Blue Jays. No, and half game behind the Blue Jays. Sorry, behind the Blue Jays. So we were Jays one and a half before this, so we're half game out of the s- yeah. second wild card. Red Sox had an off day today. Now we have to pay attention to the Oakland Athletics again now. They're, we just let them back they're in this whole the race. Games. They're one and a half games back behind us if they lose tonight, because that would be a full game. Regardless, we took a week off, as I'm sure most of you guys took a week and enjoyed your nice September weekend as the summer is coming to a close. I went to LBI. Chandler is in where? Utah? Utah. So Chandler's in Utah. Today, you just got Luke and Damon, like the good old days. OGs. The OGs, 165 episodes ago. These two, we're getting it going. So uh, Murph is also pouring beers again. So just a... What a life that he lives! I do a podcast as brewery one day. We will. That's a promise. Maybe two hundred sixty-one will be <laughs> from Murph's Brewery. But yeah, the Yankees are opening up a series. Have opened up a series. You guys have already watched the game. We already watched the game. We're recording after uh, Monday night's game against the Rangers. They narrowly are able to beat the Rangers. I mean, th- this is just a Rangers team that has ninety-five wins now, ninety-five losses now. Excuse me. Yeah, and is the third most losses in the entire MLB. They have a negative 176 run differential, 177 after tonight because we won by one. That's quick math for you. I mean, I, I just don't understand how this team can be like. We don't deserve this roller coaster ride that we've been on this entire year. And I've come to the point where like I, I'm borderline ranting right now, and I feel like I don't even care anymore because I'm just like. And it, here's the thing. This is how I feel because I'm an Eagles fan too. And this, I always say this to you as well about the Eagles is that I want to be mentally checked out. The last two years at least, they did win the, the Super Bowl in 2017. But the last two years, I would want to be mentally checked out by the midway point because the team sucks. Like Especially last year when the NFC East was so bad. But because it's so bad, I can't just give up on the season because they keep ringing, reeling me back in. That's kind of the case here, but the difference is everybody's just above 500 in the ALEs, so yeah, like, I can't give up. I, my mind tells me to give up because this team has just been so exhausting to watch, but I can't give up because we're half game back now. So, like, everything tells me to give up, but also to the people, before we, before we dive into today's topics, the people that say, like, good, we should lose, we should, like, not make the playoffs and all that, I don't get you because we've been... It's September now. We made it all the way to this point just to not make, to not make the playoffs. It's not even like you get the benefit of an early—you do get an earlier draft pick, but the MLB draft doesn't fucking matter like that, like the NFL draft does. Like, at this point, if it were the NFL season coming down to it, I would be like, okay, sure. Like, this team is clearly is not going to win a World Series—
3: Get a well, better draft I, position.
2: I, That's how I was with the Eagles, and the Eagles ended up getting Devonta Smith. I know they traded I up. But they, that my whole point before you get into it is that would be how I would feel if it was the NFL season. Yes, because right, right, right. the difference in picks in the NFL draft matter actually that much more. A top 10 pick versus a top 15 pick is a big difference. In yep. this case, the MLB draft is a crapshoot. If you don't have the top one, two, three picks, and even that isn't a sure thing either. So... I mean, like you look at look at right now. Kumar Rocker was like a top ten pick, and he's like not even on the Mets. I don't think so. That's just like to the people who don't want to make the playoffs. That doesn't make sense to me. And and if it if you're saying that because you think it's going to incite some kind of change in the Yankees organization, which to a regular organization, they may. To this, so you really think that there's going to be some fucking change if we miss the playoffs? I don't.
1: Well, I I think that I think that like. I was saying it earlier. Like, I don't think it really matters in terms of draft picks at all. I really just—it's really just in terms of like, if we don't make the playoffs, then this is just a big telltale to the front office that this—the way the team is built—is not built to be a playoff team. Uh, sorry, a World Series team, and the people that we have, the way we've built it with all these home run hitters, and like the core—the co- core team that we have right now. Is not capable of winning a World Series. And that's what really the non making the playoffs would really tell the front office. And I I get it. I don't
2: think that. I think they would, I think they still believe they built a good team. Yeah, I know. I get it. But like, it shows that they think that too because they doubled down and got two more. Well, they got one lefty bat that was a contact hitter, which is Rizzo, who hasn't been hitting the most contact. But like, they doubled down and get Gallo first. And like, that proves to you that you're just not, you don't, you do believe that you are building something that's, that's worthwhile. So yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, I
1: think that it's. You know, I think that we're even talking about this just because the last couple series, like I saw something the other day. I was like, "We're we're fighting for our lives to make a playoff spot, and then we lose eleven to three and eleven to one on back to back days against the Cleveland Indians, which are not yeah, a playoff. You team. let them
2: twenty two runs like to that a team that has just recently changed their name to the fucking Guardians like that. Their itself
1: that in itself is just. Like how how as fans can we like just get up and care about the team the next day after those two horrific outings? And that's really when we were just like I don't even know if we can record right now because it's terrible. There's nothing to really to say right now. There's there's no words to describe what just happened. Well, we didn't record
2: after the Garrett Cole. But this night was leading up to that. this, was, like, this against was leading up the to the Orioles, it. which like here's the thing. You win the series against the Orioles, it's the Orioles, number one. You should sweep that series. You should sweep this series against the Rangers as well. But, like, you still win the series. You should be relatively happy about it. I know you shouldn't be because it's the Orioles. But when you win a series, you should be happy. But you dug yourself in such a hole now that you just can't afford that. You can't. like All the other teams are going to keep winning. And not to mention, we have a very hard strength to schedule for the rest of the way out. I think it's one of the hardest of all of the playoff contenders Jays, Rays, to make a Red wild Because we have to go th- directly through... The Blue Jays, Rays, and Red Sox. Who knows if the Rays will be playing their starters by the end? They may have it all wrapped up. They, I don't even think they will be playing for seating at that point. Yeah, I don't know. I, I do think that they would spite us and try to knock yeah, us out of the playoffs. But play, yeah, be a spoiler. I still believe that. But
1: yeah, but like just going back to going back a little bit, like I like playing the teams like the like the Indians and the Orioles and losing to them. I think it's just a it's just been a consistent thing throughout the entire season of us playing down to their level and just not being able to win these games. I mean, I like barely think it's playing down at this point. I think the team's just not good. Do you want to hear a funny stat? It's probably gonna hurt me.
2: The Orioles, sixteen percent of the Orioles' wins this year have been okay, against the so Yankees. I did see the same <laughs> stat that we were. I had like written things down for the 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 Thursday or the Friday episode last week that we just called because we just couldn't do it. I'd, I honestly, it's funny that I was, I was texting in our group chat about recording on Thursday because we were all ready to record. And then the Yankees end up losing the game and I put my pouty face on. And then I thought to myself, I would have a lot more fun if I just rented Spider-Man two. I had previously just watched Spider-Man one right before that. like I'm, Like I just finished it a minute before and I was like, wow, It'd be a great time if I just made a decision here and just watched that instead of recording and talking about this team. Because here's the thing, and that's not giving up on the team or anything, and even if it was, I wouldn't care, because we, we have every right to give up on this team. They gave up on themselves, but like, it's just not worth talking about. There was nothing new to talk about at that point, so here we are talking about the same stuff. Luckily, tonight, we did get a win, and we are a half game back, and that's... I know, you know, luckily or unluckily that we have to still care about this team because at the end of the day, when the playoffs start and we're not in it, if that's the case, it's going to suck. Especially, yeah. like I said at the top of the show, when you get no benefit of missing the playoffs. Especially, like, let's say it was football. If you narrowly miss the playoffs, your difference in draft pick is not, by, not a big difference. But regardless, yeah. like, there is no benefit to missing the playoffs. And if you think there's the team will change because of missing the playoffs. I just really don't believe that. Nothing, no heads. Everybody says heads will roll all oh, that heads need to roll. Heads do need to roll, but I don't think that where we're at with this team, like the fact that they're even coming this close. I think the only time heads would roll if we were just like fully out of it at this point, like if we were like the Orioles or something, which would never happen because yeah. this team can't be that, you know? It's just like I, there's no chance that anything changes. I think if anything changes this off season, it's going to be very minimal. I would agree with that, yeah. and They just hired a new pitching coach, so I'm not going to change that pitching coach. Matt Blake's been I, – I don't, I don't really ca- – I'm not going to – I don't know. I'm I think, yeah, he's been good enough. He hasn't, <laughs> he's been, not the problem. he hasn't pissed me off like Larry Rothschild has. He just – Yeah. I don't even know. I, I don't even know if ever anybody was really judging him based on his performance. I think he just – Looked like that guy from uh, Monsters Inc. Yeah. that Mike Wazowski. So, I don't know. I, I just don't think anything is going to change. So, and, and we didn't even talk about this, too. The Yankees got booed, or Garrett Cole specifically Garrett Cole got, booed, got booed. ridiculous. I disagree with that. Really? Because it's not about Cole. It, they weren't booing Cole. Yes, Cole was pitching, but to get to the point of booing, that's a lot of pent up. The whole season long, and they've booed people this season. They've booed Stan before, which that was earlier in the season, and that was about yes, but Stan. They booed... That was about Stan. Yes,
1: but they've they booed Stan because he was
2: consistently bad. That was about Stan. This, at this point, September 19th or 18th, whatever day it was, that was not about Cole. Cole happened to be on the mound that day. I don't know. They're I not think... going to boo. The, all right, the people How that do you know that, booing, though? The people that are booing, because I'll speak for them, too, because I feel the same way. Like I wouldn't have booed, but... I, it's so warranted because the way that he's booing the team. He was out there that day. He ended up giving up seven runs. That sucks. He's supposed to be the stopper. That's shitty. It's not all on him. He can't be the stopper. Every time he's human, people make mistakes. We can't just lose four games and every fifth day expect him to just be the stopper. But the fact that he was out there that day, he just ended up. He ended up being in the crosshairs after... The team had let up 11 runs in back-to-back games against the Guardians. I don't know. I think it was. was... I think it was a built-up thing. And I think here's my quote. Here's my thing. If it wasn't directly about Cole, to like if I'm having a conversation with the people that booed him, if they're not booing him because of just Cole, if they're booing the team out of a pent-up, you know, cherry on. Cole was the cherry on top to this shitty season. We're gonna boo you guys for giving up 22 runs in two days to the Indians. That, I, I can get behind. That's warranted. If it's about Cole, who's having still quite possibly... I mean, I don't know if any more after that game. I think it depends on the way you look at it and the way he finishes it out for the Cy Young race. But if you're booing Garrett Cole because of that one start, that's ridiculous. But I think the boos are warranted because of the team and with the way they've been performing this year. So
1: Yeah, I agree. But I also I also think that the fans of the game were booing Garrett Cole because... They were booing as he was coming out of the game, and that only really happens if they're going directly Okay, the and those people are ridiculous. because right. he's, that's what I'm saying. He's
2: having a Cy Young year, and like we mentioned before on the podcast, we haven't, the had a, we haven't had a Cy Young on the Yankees since... I don't even know. I, f- I forget, but it was a very long time ago. I think it was, like, Ron Guidry. I think it was Ron Guidry. So, that's a long time. Long time a Long ago. time ago. That's when mustaches were... In st- the handlebar we're mustache cool. was in style, yeah. So... I don't know. I I think the booing is warranted, but I don't think it was directed at Cole. So that's, that's where I stand on that. But I don't know. Do you want to get into, want to get into hot or not? Yeah. So contrary to popular belief, there are some people that are, that are doing pretty hot. And we talked about, you know, on the last episode, we talked about people historically who get hot around September, October, and those people were guys like Chapman, um, guys like Gio was very hot last year. Hopefully he hasn't really come alive right now, but hopefully he does. He I think he had a hit today, but that's not, we need a lot more than just a hit. Uh, yeah. Judge, not so much in September last year, but he's always a clutch playoff player dj actually was one of the hottest last year obviously he he batted 364 last year but it was something interesting that i wanted to point out like who do we who can we really rely on who tends to do this albeit last year was a small sample size but i mean september october is not it's the same sample size it's just different season but you know who's heating up right now it's pretty fucking important and we need everybody to heat up but like who's doing it right now so First up for the Hots. Let me get the Hots sound queued up. I actually have it this time. All right, leading off for the Hots, Joey Gallo the last 14 days, 205 WRC plus 281 batting average, still 37.8K percentage, six homers, a 1.2 OPS. I'm buying. You buying that? I'm buying it the Chapman, like I said, last 30 days, 10 innings pitched, 11 innings pitched now after tonight. I don't know how many K's he had tonight, so I'll add whatever. It's 18 plus however many he had tonight. Three runs allowed, no runs still, and 2.7 ERA with four saves.
1: I'm, I'm also going to buy that, and I'll,
2: I'll go into detail after. That's it. Here's the thing. We, 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 okay. need yeah, we need that. We need him. Those are two big, big big names. I mean, we got Joey Gallo to make it happen this year. I was,
1: I mean, to be fair, I was never truly worried about Gallo. Like, yes, he had a terrible couple of games, but I also think that, like, you know, obviously, when he does bad, it's a little bit more heightened because of that 38% K percentage, and that was probably higher during his... Yeah, uh, that, was, that was closer to, like, 50 Yeah, it was probably, like, 50 or something when he was going through that slump, so... His His like you know bad plays is always heightened, but um, we talked about it before, like the guy is still a great player. He still gets on base a lot, and you know, he has that all-Star caliber mindset in him, and I do believe that he's going to get hot at the right time, which he is, and
2: hopefully that continues. so: One more thing before we, before we continue talking about that, I forgot to mention one thing too, about the booing. I know it's weird to go back to this right now. Yeah, go for it. But another reason why it's absolutely warranted is when I looked back at the over-under win totals for this season and the over-under win total, we were the highest over-under win total at 95.5 for the AL, and we had the best odds to win the World Series from the AL. We had 95.5. We have 84 right now for the wins. We're going to obviously fall short of that by a lot. We have 11 games left, so it's, it's fairly obvious. I think we've already mathematically... Yes, we're mathematically under the ninety-five yep. and a half, uh, and five fi- plus five fifty to win the World Series. That's ridiculous. So yep. that's also another reason why this team is warranted of booze. We were the the odds-on favorite to win the World Series from the American League. Yep. So, uh, sorry for going back to that, but I mean, Aroldis Chapman, Joey Gallo, those are two guys that we absolutely fucking need to be in contention this year, and and. And I, other people that are hot right now, like Brett Garner's actually been hot. We talked about him last time, so I didn't want to bring him up again. But he's he's still been doing it. Um, Maybe he plays himself into a, a role in the outfield. I personally you hope, can't, but that's hope a, he doesn't. But yeah, me, he'll be good off the bench in defensive replacements. We have to make the fucking playoffs, first of all. Yeah. But I guess we'll just talk hypothetical if we actually will make the playoffs. But, I mean, Joey Gallo, I, I'm going to buy that, too, because this is the type of player he is. He's and and this is actually a, a pretty amazing sample. Not, not sample. It's two weeks, but this is a pretty good mix of stats that we get out of this. Cause this, the K percentage is still high mm-hmm. and we know we're going to get that. The batting average is a little high. Obviously it's two weeks, but like his batting average is always going to be lower, but he's going to hit for a ton of power and the power is coming alive. And that's, all we wanted out of Joey Gal was gonna play good defense, he's gonna have a damn good arm, and he's gonna hit home runs, and that's what we want out of him. He's gonna walk a lot and he's gonna strike out a lot. And he's still even even during his hot streak is still striking out a ton, which is fine because that's what we signed up for.
1: Yeah. And going back to like the whole like star power um thing, like we we pay we paid for these guys to be stars, right? we're, we're going for the big name. 'Cause they can show up in the big moments. And I feel like that that's really where that's really why we got them. You know, obviously we, we got them to get to this point and hopefully make the playoffs, but we really got them to shine in the playoffs because they're the big names that are gonna make the big plays. Yeah. Uh, and,
2: and we mentioned this too about the athletics as I well. I was just about like to say that. Yeah. They went out and, and went after the guy that I wanted on the team and they got Starlin Marte and yeah. they gave up Jesus Lazardo for it. So if they miss the playoffs, it'll be all for nothing. And yeah. we were saying that we were throwing stones from a glass house because at that time we were doing a 13 game win streak. And I was like, Oh, you know, if they don't make the playoffs, it's all for nothing. And now here we are. And we bought even more than they did. We didn't give up as much. I don't think, but you know, that's, not for me to decide because in the future yeah. we'll find out if we give up a ton because I didn't really, you know, who knows. Normally knew the prospects that well. Lizardo was a bigger name, a more MLB-ready name at the time. So, <clears throat> I mean, it's just we could be looking at this, like we said before. I, I made that video back in the day uh, before the deadline saying, like, I, I really would like Gallo. A lot of people weren't. That was at the time when not a lot of people wanted Gallo because it's more of the same, and I, I understood that. But... I saw the upside in having a guy like Gal, lefty bat power, short porch, all that, which is obvious. Everybody saw that. And I was like, you know, if we do get him, we could be looking at this at the end of this year or even sooner if we don't make the playoffs. But specifically I was saying at the end of this year could be looking at this like that That was a dumb move and it, it very well could be, but I still think he's, I still think it's absolutely worth it. And I, if I could go back, I still think I would go out and do it because Marte was off the board at that time, and we do for like they do they do like lefties. So before, I, I'm, I'm marking give up it as a seal gone. of approval still right now. Yeah. But like I like I mean that all could change if we miss the playoffs because then we just absolutely bought up everybody to just miss, and now we have Rizzo who's a rental and he's probably gonna walk because that whole situation with him and Voit. And just, like, what they're going to do with them is not going anywhere. And one more thing on that, too, because we mentioned it before. Now that we're not playing any more NL teams, we said Voight better not fucking gets, get get benched ever again. He gets benched again. So. And, he's, and one hotter, he's one of the I hotter. He's one of the hotter hitters right now. in winner go home. You have to backs against the wall. You have to win every single day. And he still gets benched because apparently they want a baby stan who's been just fine
1: it's just so fr- it's i i can't talk about it because it's, but it's just so frustrating how he, like stan needs to be able to play 3 games in a row he he <laughs> has to especially when we
2: need to win every single
1: night but i'm talking about and the, i'm talking about the bare minimum he needs to be able to play the field 3 games in a row because we're in, we're in a 7 game series and it was 3 games back to back to back he has to fucking play those games. We're not taking rest days and scheduled off days in a playoff series. Stan Uh needs to be in the outfield for three days in a row, and he hasn't done that yet. And in order for him to be in the... In order for him to... Sorry, in order for Luke Voigt to be playing, Stan needs to be in the field. And I'm honestly so surprised, and like, hats off to Voigt for continuing to always... Like, get the big hit and continue to play well, even when he's been playing in- inconsistently.
2: So it's crazy. Of, speaking of void, I did you see that quote that he had? Yeah, it's from Ted Lasso. Oh, is it from Ted Lasso? Yeah. Okay, all right, then that makes a little more sense because I was going to open the show with that, honestly. I actually am about to watch Ted Lasso, so... Yeah, good show. I've been re-watching the Marvel movies, and as you can tell, I, I was watching the Spider-Man movies, getting in preparation for the new... MCU movies to come out. We're big Marvel fans here. We have a Captain America shield on the fucking wall, so uh, that's pretty cool. And that's to toot my own horn, but I am gonna get to Ted Lasso. But I was gonna open the show with uh, the his quote. He said, "We've got to be goldfish and have a ten second memory." Tomorrow's a big game. Yeah. And I was before tonight. After winning tonight, I was gonna be like, "This is where we're at. This is the quotes we're getting." But I didn't know it was from Ted Lasso. Yeah. So. I'll, I'll is that actually, worse or is that better? I don't know. Is he like quoting a movie? In a I think that's, press I, conference. I think that's a lot cooler. Really, that void is up to date in pop culture, <laughs> and I think that is uh, that's a negative towards Rizzo. That's even more so of a reason why Void should not be benched. I think. I
1: mean, I, I again, I'm just blown away by the fact that he is always doing something good. When he's playing, even if it's a quote, even if it's a
2: quote or he's getting a home run and he's not playing consistently. So before we get into the knots, I figured this is probably a good time to get into a little bit of an injury update. I want to do this at the top of the show, but uh, as everybody knows by this point, and if you don't, here you are. (laughs) Luis Severino was reinstated today from Tommy John slash groin slash shoulder. It's been a bunch of different things for Seve and he was reinstated today. What are your expectations before I move on to the rest of the injury updates? Because there's a bunch more. What are your expectations for Sevi? Because tonight I was like, it was it was four three. Jolie Rodriguez was in, and you were especially pissed off at the fact with that, you know, you put in him to get the lefty out. He doesn't get the lefty out, and then you're kind of fucked now because whatever, some righty was up, and now you got Jolie Rodriguez up, up, and Nick Solak was up, and he's a lot better against lefties, which most righties are. And you were pissed off about that. And I was saying, and I knew the answer to this was, was I also didn't want to see Seve in that situation, but I also did. Because, and here's my thing about a lot of these guys too, like with Tyone, Lasagna, Domingo, all those guys are, I'm going to give updates on those as well, but they're on their way back. And my thought process on that, like for example, Tyone, Tyone is apparently going to get another rehab start and then he's going to be put in or something like that. Yep. That's what they say those outs that you're getting in Scranton are worth nothing to us, especially when we have 11 games, him getting a rehab start, wherever he's at in his progression, where however much he's going to throw in that rehab start, we could use those innings right here, right now. So I don't think him going out to do a rehab start, and it's not like you're you know, rushing him back at all. You're still throwing those innings. Your body is doing the same exact thing. It's just you would give him the rehab start because he technically wouldn't be ready and he wouldn't be throwing as good as he would be when he knocks off some rust. He hasn't been out for that long, and we could use the fucking outs. The next best alternative is Andrew fucking Heaney, which I honestly shouldn't have mentioned on the show. We've shunned him. So, like, that's what I mean. Like, those outs are – we need those outs. Those outs in Scranton are useless.
1: uh, What was J-Mo's injury again? I I honestly forgot.
2: J-Mo's injury was – a right ankle tendon partial tear. Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't I, sound good. but it Doesn't he's sound, on his sound way good, back. but
1: it's like it's not his arm. It's not his, you know, shoulder or whatever. It, like it's not like a, a huge. I mean, obviously, the ankle's important. I'm not gonna say the ankle's not important, but it's a
2: tendon. Yeah, it's tear. not. I feel it's like this not, is gonna be one of those injuries that after the season comes around, if he does come back and yeah. he starts pitching, it's gonna mm-hmm. be one of the ones at the end of the season where it's like, yeah, actually, my leg was ripped in half. Yeah like Voight after the season. We all knew void was dealing with foot stuff, but we found Cole out. Cold too. Cole, found the out, hamstring thing. Yeah, we found out. It's one of those things we you find out after that they were actually dealing with, like, yeah. half their body was dead.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, especially when, like, our starting pitching is so slim, I and we're facing the Rangers right now, and it's like a, I don't, I don't know how serious the ankle injury was, but it is your ankle. It's not your shoulder or your arm or something like that. I kind of see what you're saying where we should be throwing him in these, in, like just throwing him now, having his, I guess, quote-unquote rehab start, just say fuck it and have him put the things
2: up here because we're running out of time in terms of yeah. 11 games. Yeah. We have one start of him left. Because yeah. if he does a rehab start, that means he has to wait an extra five days after that. That means he has one start. Maybe we could squeeze two in if we have him start his rehab start just in the majors. Because here's the thing, you're saying like – It's not that serious of an it's it's a serious injury, but like rushing him back, all that stuff. If he's healthy enough to make a rehab start, he's healthy enough to make a regular start. They're just worried about the performance, which the alternatives that we have are not not good. So I
1: I think here's the thing: I think this is a classic. This is like a classic scenario of what we've been seeing all year, which is we're planning for tomorrow, and we're not we're planning for tomorrow instead of trying to win today. So what what I mean by that is
2: No, I know what you mean by that. Yeah. So like you don't want to risk his injury for the future when No, just, no, I'm talking even more short term than that. Short term than that like for the
1: playoffs. Yeah, they they're thinking they're automatically going to yeah. make the playoffs, so they're wanting him to have a rehab start so that the rehab start now so then he can have one more start during the regular season and then hopefully by that time he'll be good for the playoffs. So they're they're planning ahead. But in they're kind of getting blinded by the fact that they're planning ahead, which may shoot them in the foot by not making the playoffs whatsoever. Yeah, and that's, I, think, I think they've been doing that all year. They've they've always been like resting uh, bullpen guys or do you know resting players in general the entire year, planning for the next day instead of trying to win
2: the day of. And I think that's just been an ongoing issue. Yeah, that's nothing the, the manager, new. But if stuff. that's what they're doing right here with him, then that's. I mean, there's literally 11 games left. Yeah. I mean, same goes with the rest of the injury updates. Domingo is was dealing with the right shoulder strain. Boone said we could welcome him back off the injury list within the next few days. I am very excited for I, I, we. Domingo has been. I mean, he's shown flashes this season of flirting with no hitters, and I mean, he's that? been great, and he's been, like he's he's been he's been
1: good. What was that, Seth, the other day we were talking about? Um, like, he has most innings pitched behind
2: Cole Yeah, he's, and he's Montgomery like, top four in innings pitched for the Yankees like top, this year. Yeah, top three and or four. And what we need right now is innings. Like the, like, the perfect example today, tonight, when I was bringing up that conversation about potentially wanting to see Seve come in the game, I was saying that because of the alternatives we have. Like, yeah, Seve needs to be worked back. And I know, in reality, that would be a bad time to bring him in it's almost like, you know, bringing in a guy, like, a young guy into a playoff game for the first time. Like, starting Luis Heal in a wild card would be a bad situation. Yeah. But when you're not, when you don't have a lot of alternatives, you're kind of, you you're, you don't have a choice. And we were, it was, we're up one run, and it was the eighth inning. Jolie Rodriguez is in, and what happens if he, like, yeah, maybe you just bring in Chapman early that, that's in that situation. He tries to get, like, a one-and-a-half inning save. But, like, I I was flirting with the idea of bringing him in because we had already used Chad Green. We had already used Clay Holmes. We had already used Jolie Rodriguez at that point. We already used, like, we, we've used so many people at that point already. So, like, that that just goes back to the main point I was saying before about, like, any innings. we Like, we need innings. We don't have a choice. We have such a thin pitching staff at this point, and I actually have a few stats about the pitching staff as well that I wanted to bring up. I was going to bring it up in the knots, but might as well just bring it up in the hots because in the last 30 days, the Yankees pitching staff, in the last month, uh, 30 days last month, that's the same thing. Give or take. Give or take. Uh, (laughs) They're (laughs) bottom three in the league in ERA, bottom three in the league in bottom third, I should say, in ERA, bottom third in FIP. The fourth most homers allowed with 43, only behind Baltimore, Washington, and Texas. Fourth most walks allowed at 102, only behind Washington, Kansas City, and the Cubs. They've been atrocious in the last 30 days. And the last 30 days, mind you, are, you know, when you're trying to get a playoff spot and your lives are on the line. Like, we're in the last 30 days, we've been pretty much just tied with everybody for the most part. I think we were coming off, I don't know if it was coming off that 13-game win streak, whatever. But for those, the majority of the 30 days, we were in must-win territory. And the pitching has been atrocious. And that's not going to cut it, especially when even, I mean, when you look at the offense, the offense hasn't been the main, main issue. But when you look at it, they've had the fourth worst K percentage in the league at 25%. That's obvious. That's just by design what's going to happen with this team. But they've also had a 100 WRC plus, which is league average, obviously. And they're league average in most things offensively, which, you know, obviously that's not a glaring issue when you hear the other stuff. But, you know, when your offense is league average and your pitching is bottom third, if not fourth worst in most categories, that's just not going to cut it. So, That's my—this That's. all ties back to my theory of, like, just bringing guys up, fuck rehab starts. If they're healthy enough for that, they're healthy enough to pitch right now. We don't have alternatives. Clearly, the people that are pitching right now are among the worst in the league. You don't want to be in company with Baltimore, Washington, and Texas in any conversation. That's the people that have given up more home runs than us.
1: Yeah, it's like, would you rather a fully healthy Andrew Heaney start or no. a semi-healthy J-Mo
2: That start? was exactly what I was going to say. I said that to you before. Yeah. I was saying, would you rather have, I don't think I was saying Tyone, but a Tyone works too. I was saying, would you rather Luis Severino come in in this situation or Andrew Heaney come in this situation? Yeah. And I would rather take my fucking chances with the guy who hasn't pitched in two years versus the guy that I've seen pitch too many times in the last whatever amount of time. He should not pitch for the next fucking ever. So, I'd rather take... The, and that's the alternative. He pitches all the time. He pitches way too much. So, that's that's where I stand on that.
1: Um, but going back to the full circle with what we expect out of Seve, um for the remainder of the season. I, um... I don't know. I feel like the guy has pitched in two years. Obviously, we know what Seve can do, and listen, if he if he can if he can be even remotely close to what we we like know he can be, and at the bare minimum, be a solid bullpen arm for the remainder of the season and hopefully in, into the playoffs. I mean that's amazing considering with the stats you just said like that him adding him into we the bullpen it. and just being a a little bit of what he used to what we remember him as that's massive.
2: He was touching ninety five too like there yeah I don't I, I don't have super high expectations. I don't for either. Him, I don't either. But like there's not there's not a reason why you should just like poo poo it and just be like he's he's not going to be good.
1: Yeah, but he's also, like, he's a raw talent. Like, he he can come back and And, and before be he
2: got in, re-injured, when he was on his way back, like, midway through this season, he was looking really good. So, yeah, I know another injury has came and went since then, so, you know, you never really know, and he could very well get hurt again. Like, I don't... He said he feels good. He's such a 95. I don't think there's any reason why he can't be good. Yeah. I don't think he's going to go very deep into games, but... If it take if it means that Andrew Heaney won't pitch, I'm all for it. So, and yeah. I think that's actually that's like legitimately what it means.
1: Yep. And I think in a perfect world, we score a bunch of runs early tomorrow, and or tomorrow or the next day, and he comes in and throws a few innings against a struggling Rangers team. Yeah, I with doubt. A, with a lead, that I, that'd be ideal. I, I think that's that a great happens, way so. to get his arm warm, get him back into it, and then hopefully, you know, he pitches either. Today, sorry, if he pitches the second game or the third game against the Rangers, then we have an off day, and then we play the Red Sox. Like, I think he needs to get a rep in at least one or two innings in before we go into Red Sox series if we wanted to have him throw that series.
2: I have a question for you. Talk to me, Goose. (laughs) So, up one run. Crunch time situation just like tonight. Let's say we're playing Toronto in the in the coming days, or the Rays or the Red Sox, wherever it may be. Would you rather in a situation have a rusty Luis Severino come out for the first time or Luis Heel out of the bullpen there? A kid who's been pitching for a, a large part of this season has looked great. It's a tough question. But he's a rookie and he's never done it. Let's put let's actually put more Let's put more pressure on. Let's put it in the playoffs. Wild card. Up one, seventh inning. Pitcher didn't go. Garrett Cole got start, yanked in the fourth inning. Start. We've of the been inning. doing a bullpen time, Bullpen day. There's runners on first and second. There's one out. Who do you want to bring in, Luis Severino or Luis Hill? It's so tough because the
1: reason I'm hesitant to bring in the reason I'm hesitant to bringing um uh I'm gonna Hill? up his name Heal. Like I just want to say Gil, uh, Luis Hill like. If the only reason I'm hesitant to bring him in is because he walks a lot of people,
2: you don't know what you're going to get out of Sevy though. I know, but and I'm gonna. But by, I know. But I point, know you he's going have walk a, a lot taste of, people. of what Sevy will bring to the table this season because he should get some reps in before that. But for the purposes of this, right now, I want to say like, let's say the wild card was tomorrow, we made it, hooray! <laughs> let's, <laughs> say, let's say that's happening tomorrow, New York City. <laughs> Let's say that's God, happening well, tomorrow. Three, two, one. Who you taking? I'm gonna take
1: Luis Hill. I think I would take Hill too. Like, it, but but Granted, th- yeah, it's it a risk change. though because of the walks. The walks are really that's like the biggest downfall to his
2: game right now. I think Seve could also have the walks too, being a rusty well, Seve guy. Could, Seve, Seve could have nothing. We don't we do exactly. know. So, I mean, that's that. My po- main point by that is Hill is built up. Also, his stuff is disgusting. Like yeah. he he
1: he has the stuff. He just is a little bit inaccurate from time to time.
2: Yeah. Uh, the, to round out the injury updates, like I said, Seve has returned. Tyone will be returning soon. Uh, lasagna right rotator cuff strain hopes to throw a bullpen sometime during the Boston series, and he has been in a throwing program, and maybe they say Toronto or the Tampa series. So basically. Hopefully, there's something to that matters by that point. Hopefully, he's pitching in meaningful games, and if we don't sweep the Rangers, it may be. I mean, even if we don't sweep the Rangers, that's this is the thing that keeps roping me back in. Is that like if we like, there's still we're playing head to head against these teams that we're competing with. So like, yeah, we don't necessarily we could limp right into the playoffs.
1: It's 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 what's going to happen. We're gonna have. Essentially, every series going forward is going to be a playoff game. Yeah, I would like to build up a buffer,
2: like I said, but even even if we don't sweep the Rangers, I still think we can still...
1: Yes, I mean, yes, we we still can because we play the Blue Jays and the Red Sox, which are literally a direct competition.
2: If we, you know... In theory, we could sweep both of those teams, which will never happen. But which theory, they haven't done all year. They're six. They're like six and ten against. I think they're six and ten against the Blue Jays, and they're six and ten against the Red Sox. Yeah. We're, we're and we're probably the same against the Rays. But just the two teams we're competing directly against. We're six and ten against. It's like, just going
1: to be a bunch of playoff games.
2: You can't ask them to sweep that. They have. You can't. But you need to win the
1: series. Like if you don't win the series, you're not making the playoffs. Like it's that's literally going to come down to it. like I truly believe that we're probably going to be tied once again going into those series, and that's it. That's going to be the the games in the series getting to the playoffs. Yeah, that's what and it's then gonna be.
2: Domingo is doing the right uh, the right shoulder strain. He said he's coming back, uh, probably in the next couple of days. So that is it for the injury updates. I mean, this is all pitching too, so that that helps an obvious need like I mentioned before. Um for the knots, I had I had a couple for the knots. I really don't even feel like doing the knots because one of them was Garrett Cole, one and two in his last three games. Last start versus Cleveland, 5.2, 10 hits, 7 earned. I, I don't want to do the full knots because I kind of already gave you a taste of it. One of the knots was the Yankees pitching in the last 30 days. But I do want to talk about Cole because, you know, he's human and he can have off days, like the off starts like this. But... You know the expectation right now is that, especially when the pitching staff has been that bad, mm-hmm. he's the only guy that's been pitching well this year. He was he's in the running for the Cy Young, and everybody was just under the assumption that like if we make the wild card, we'll just blow past whatever team we play because we have Garrett Cole. This just showed that that's not that's like not, that's not a bulletproof plan. He can no. get he can get knocked around by the Indians. He gave up seven runs, ten hits. Like, he can get knocked around by the end. He's been knocked around by other teams before. He's just a damn good pitcher, and we know that he, he like he's somebody who gets fucking psyched up for a game, and I have no doubt that... Like, if I was a betting man, I would put a money on Cole to be good that game, but seeing this as recently as two days ago shows you that you can't just... It's not a guarantee that Garrett Cole yeah. is just going to be... Like, every, every Yankee fan, including myself, for like has been just operating under the assumption that we're just going to, if we make the playoffs, assuming we make the playoffs, we'll be fine because we have Garrett Cole. Yeah, and uh, it's not a good game plan. So, I mean, for this hot or not purpose, obviously we're going to, I think I'm going to sell the Garrett Cole, Be I'm not worried about Garrett Cole entirely, because well, this, but it, it does show to me that he's, he's not bulletproof, and like... One reason. game wild card situation, anything can happen, and you're playing elevated competition. You're not playing the fucking guardian Indians. You're playing top tier talent. That's going to be either the Red Sox or the Blue Jays or the Athletics if they decide to come in. Like I, it, that's that's not what you want to see, especially against teams that have had success against him in the past.
1: The, the only reason I'm worried is if like his hamstring injury is something a little more serious. And that's what's causing him. To could be to not pitch well, Cause that was his that was his first outing since he got pulled early from the his last start the two starts ago. So yeah, I don't know if it's one. an injury, and we'll find out. Hopefully, it's not. But you know, see that's
2: gonna be another one of those things that just like a, after yeah, the year, torn hamstring, he actually was dealing with a partially torn hamstring. Yeah, at the end of the but year, he was just you were just doing it because if he goes down, the season's actually over. Yeah, because we we rely on him to stop the bleeding out every five days. We go on a four game losing streak, and for the most part, he usually w- gets a dub. Yeah, and then we lose another four, and then he <laughs> like in situations that's happened before. But I don't know. I, I just wanted to bring that up because of the wild card talk, and people just always say like, "Oh, we're fine," but we're not fine whatsoever. <laughs> um, yeah. So, do you want to get into? We asked you guys for the rounding thirds, and we didn't do them. Obviously, last episode, we I feel bad because we put up the story and we asked you guys for the rounding thirds, and we just didn't do the episode. <laughs> so <laughs> we are doing them this time. You guys sent in some good ones. So let me pull them up. First one comes to us from Jose Fini Finier. Uh, he said, "Sevi and Herman are going to give us the spark we need to finish five games out of the wild card." Finish five games out of the wild card. What? I'm gonna go with the spark we need part, and I, I think that's entirely possible. We talked about that a bunch. I think Herman specifically, I think a lot of people are, are focused on the Sevy thing coming back. But I think Herman, like I said before, he's been he's been good this year. He's been consistent and he's been eating innings and he like I said before, takes away innings from guys like Heaney. So if you can take away innings from guys like Heaney and I don't have to see him pitch and you're a guy who You know, maybe we'll go to the bullpen just like Sevi. Yep. We have a bunch of guys in the bullpen now that can be like you're you're a bullpen guy, yeah, but you're like you may not be going starter distance because you're not stretched out to that point. But you can go two three. Like we have flexible bullpen arms at this point if that is what we do. Like Tyone might move to the bullpen. He's gonna go probably two three and then they'll build him up if we the further we go into the playoffs if we do. But like we have a lot of guys who can go like relatively large distances as bullpen arms, and that's kind of how the playoffs are anyway. We're doing it based on need because they're hurt, right. but yeah. that's what usually what you would do with starters anyway. So, in a way, they're kind of doing the same thing. But yeah, I agree with with Jose here. I mean, I mean, Seve and Herman are absolutely gonna help us. I mean, I I hope Tyone also is in that mix too, and they all they just bring them all up and just get innings, like I said in in the majors, but.
1: Um I mean like again we talked about how p- terrible the pitching has been and I think regardless of who it's going to be I think that a pitcher is going to be the spark that we need to turn the whole thing around and hopefully you know help us get through the playoffs and if it, it it's a good chance it's going to be one of those guys
2: so next question comes to us from Dilly Fran TTM Anthony Volpe starts at shortstop uh starts for Late 2020 at shortstop for the Yankees because we fucking suck. 2020, late, 2022. Sorry, 2020. I, I didn't read that whatsoever. Anthony Volpe starts at shortstop for late 2022 because we fucking suck.
1: Um, I don't I don't know if we're going to see him next year. I mean, he'll probably be, he'll probably be like, I feel like my prediction is he'll probably end the year in AAA. I mean, yeah, he's still in year. like low A. He's still in low A right now. I mean, he's, he's killing he it, but
2: yeah, ki- there's a long way to go. For there's him. a long and way for him to go. And I don't uh, want to talk about the off season just yet. Yeah. We're not dead yet. And there's also, if we're going to talk about shortstops, there's that impend that, that big class that everybody keeps talking about. That there's a, it's a very big conversation potential to get, you know, guys like, I don't want Correa, but he's available. He's having a great year. Uh, Seeger, all these guys' story. Sure. I mean,
1: it's a, it's a very big conversation. That's I think for that, another like, time. Yeah, it's not for time because we, again, we also drafted a bunch of shortstops and we have Volpe. Bull, so, like,
2: the jury's out. Velasco is, is one of the ones, too. The jury's out for shortstop is definitely not a solidified position. To answer the question for now, we'll just say, yeah, it's not. It's definitely a question. There's a lot of moving parts to it. There's something that could, like, Glaber doesn't, Hold that position. It's not like we come into every year for the past couple of years and be like, yeah, it's Glaber's position or him yeah. at second base, too. Like, Glaber's proven that he's not the guy he was before. So yep. it's not set in stone. Uh, Marty Rule, our, <laughs> our friend, said, I'd rather have Murph behind the plate than, <laughs> than Gary Sanchez. Agreed. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree. Gary's looked like a fucking, Gary's just terrible. a fucking bum behind the plate. So I agree. Um, he did have the uh, the home run today, though. So whatever. Every congrats. time we're, every time we record, yeah. <laughs> it's we always it's always Gary just doesn't make the tag at home. He drops a pop up to him. He just like looks like a fucking idiot. Doesn't frame things. Ball gets by him. But then he hits home run. So
1: well, that's his thing. It's like he does terrible, and then he hits a home run, and everyone forgets. And then it's another thing where if he hits a home run early on, his jo- it's his job's done for the whole game, and then he'll just shit the bed the rest of the game because he did the one thing good.
2: Next one comes to us from Ryan Welch, 21. Heads must roll at the end of the season, but Hal's too gutless to do anything. I couldn't have said it any better myself. As a matter of fact, I did say that before. Heads should roll is, yeah, I guess that's what he said. Heads must roll. Yeah. Um, Yeah, uh, he's not going to do anything. Even if we miss the playoffs, he's not going to fucking do anything. That's why anybody who thinks that we should miss the playoffs to prove a point, you're just going to be really upset when this time comes around or the, the season comes around next year, because not only did we miss the playoffs, but then like the reason why you want to miss the playoffs is so that heads will roll and they don't roll. And now you're just like, Hmm, now we just yeah. did nothing in the playoffs for no reason. It's like,
1: they obviously know what's going on. If we miss the playoffs and I could be like, Oh, huh. That's what you guys, that's are what about. you guys were talking about this whole time. Like, I uh, yeah. obviously it would be a big shot. It would be like a big like a letdown, but I don't think it would change their viewpoint because they've been watching the same team we've been watching the whole season, and this is their literal job to make the team better.
2: We just talk about it, so they have to know what's
1: going on.
3: Uh,
2: and Aiden Bugerski says Nasty Nestor should just pitch every game for the rest of the season, and I agree. If it was softball, sure, I'd love to. Nasty Nester Yeah cause they pitch Every fucking yeah, day Yeah there's a one pitcher Basically There's like one pitcher And they actually <laughs> yeah. Just pitch every day
1: Yeah unless they like Don't have their stuff And they put another Pitcher in But Actually we
2: got one more too uh, B. Gagner said Tyler Wade is the starting Shortstop come playoffs Well no cause Rochelle
1: is there now But I wouldn't Honestly I wouldn't I'm not, I'm not Would upset anymore Would you rather keep
2: Rochella At short and then put Odor at third Remember Miggy Yeah R.A.P. I don't know. Uh, what happened to him? He yeah, got really hurt. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to just dismiss the Tyler Wade thing because he's he's actually been decent. He's been bad in the last... The game's more exciting league. when he's, he's still when He's bad playing. in 270 this year with a 93 OPS+.
1: Plus. And whenever he gets on base, he's always he steals two bases, and then, like, it's
2: always fucking exciting. I mean, the way this whole team's been playing, the jury's out. Like it's not—it's not a preposterous thing. If you told me that at the beginning of the year that Tyler Wade could be the shortstop in the playoffs, yeah, I'd be like, "You're an idiot." But it's at this point, I just want to make the playoffs. And if he—if he ends up being on that roster, he's going to be a big part of it. And I mean, O'Dor and Wade on the bench are two
1: guys on the bench that I really enjoy. So, yeah, they're very good bench bench
2: guys who can both start. Yep, yep, yep. Um I think that's it for me. I just I just really hope we make the playoffs cuz I mean I just can't imagine a world where we're sitting like I won't even like after the Yankees get eliminated from the playoffs. I love baseball. I still watch, but like I just genuinely care so much less. Like so much less. I actually, Couple of years ago, when I, when the Washington Nationals won the World Series, I like didn't even watch. I like had it on, but I like wasn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't care at all. So like the playoffs is no fun when the Yankees aren't in it, and I just hope they're in it. So to those people who think that it'd be better if we don't make the playoffs, fuck you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't invest all my time and energy for a hundred and fifty games to then stop caring for the last twelve games and then hope we miss the playoffs like if you're a fan for the whole season stick it out you know we are so far from being eliminated we're literally tied for the wild card and we're playing all the competition the last two series of the game of the se- of the ga- of a season
2: we got Jesus. some fun baseball ahead of us like oh, if you're not if be you're fun fun not excited for don't this fucking play like, the
1: either way like, if you're not excited for this like it's going to be too... Full on playoff series to figure out who's going to be in the playoffs. Like that's, I don't I don't remember the last time that we actually had that much excitement. Obviously, no. I, w- I would love to be in the race for a while. Yeah, I'd love to be in the raid position where we can just chill out for the rest of the season. That'd be great. But honestly, you know, like, it's pretty exciting. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Like I'm, I'm excited to watch a bunch of one game, one playoff games. Like it's going to be really exciting. I can't remember the last time where we've had. This much tension and this much deciding factor games the last few days of the
2: season, I can't remember. I got tickets to the um, Saturday. And didn't Chandler say he was going to come down for that for the Rays one? Yeah, I got tickets for Saturday. I just hope that game means something because that's after the Red Sox and after the or the Orioles, not Orioles. Uh, uh, that's that's the last after Toronto. Years. Yeah. So I just hope those those games mean something. Yeah. So.
1: I'm going to watch the. And I'm pretty
2: sure one of them, I think it's the Blue Jays. Could be the the Red Sox. I'm getting sleepy here. But one of them plays the Orioles. So we need to. The Red to, Sox play the Orioles. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's fun. Um, do you think we're going to have a game 163? That'd be so fucking nerve wracking. Because then what? Because that and, and that's like, I don't want to say like oh don't get ahead of yourself. That's not getting ahead of ourselves. That's entirely possible the way it's sitting right now. We're half game up. We're half game back. I if, don't think if, it will happen. I I think it could.
1: I don't think here's why I don't think so because we're playing the direct. They're we're playing the competition at the end of the season. So I feel like they're gonna. It's gonna I go. I don't in think the that
2: other. changes anything. I. I yeah, it does. You're trying to do can, a lot of math in your head right now. And I, I and trust am, me, there's different scenarios. that I know there out. is, but I'm looking at it like. as It like could happen. Just fr- enough face. of this. It could absolutely happen. And if it does happen, that would be really fucking exciting. Because not only are you saying like all these playoff series that we're going to get, we're going get an extra one. But then what the fuck do we do? Garrett Cole throws that day. Then you have a wild card. And who throws game two? Nasty nester. Honestly, <laughs> I, I think it is. I know. That's not a joke. I don't think it's Kluber. Kluber looked good in his last start, but you, would you it's streaky. Would you throw Kluber in uh, a one game wildcard? Cortez I honestly. Cortez think, has been
1: the most consistently good pitcher. I he's been consistent for I mean he had the one well, game I, where he, it, it'd be it'd be between him and Montgomery. Even in the game that Nestor didn't do well, he had eleven K's.
2: I think I would give him, <laughs> that's ridiculous. I think I would give the nod to I would give the nod to Nestor. I was trying to talk myself into Montgomery, but I think the Thing that makes me not pick Montgomery is because for whatever reason, whenever he pitches, they don't score runs. So yep, that's another thing. So they would just we would lose one nothing. Yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> that's not yeah. That would be how it goes down. So that's an entirely real possibility. We could absolutely have a game one sixty three, and that would fuck us.
1: It's gonna be fun. I'm excited and nervous, and probably gonna have a couple of aneurysms. But I mean,
2: the game 163 happened recently. That was when the. What didn't the Brewers play the Rockies? That was like a couple of years ago. Brewers and Rockies? That had been a while ago. It was, that was Rockies. Like two days. That was like two not two days. That no, was like two years ago. Really? Yeah. It happened. It happened. Up. It happened in the NL NL West. In NL. Uh, oh, it was the Cubs and the Brewers. I'm I don't know what's happening to me right now. But it happened recently. It happened two years ago. I'll look it up after we Sign off. You guys are probably looking up as I'm talking about it right now. But as always, appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, Appreciate you making it all the way. It's the end of the season now. So uh, we just love you guys for doing doing the season with us. And hopefully we make the playoffs and we can have some playoff episodes. We, if you're listening to us, it's your first season listening to us. We like to do an episode after every single game of the playoffs just to give a little quick
1: it's exciting times it's exciting so like right
2: after that we like to do like a 20 minute it usually ends up being more than that because we just keep talking but if we make the playoffs we will record an episode after every single game until we either get eliminated or win the fucking World Series and if we win the World Series Chandler wants to go to Vegas so I will already be
1: there okay
2: so uh, thank you guys for tuning in we love you guys, and if you want to give us a five-star rating on iTunes, we'd appreciate that. Subscribe to the Bronx Pinstripes YouTube, do all that jazz. Follow us on social media at The161Boys, Twitter, Instagram, and, yeah. Let's, uh, let's do that thing. Let's watch some fucking baseball, huh? Let's watch some runs. Hmm? <laughs>
1: That'd be a good place to start. Good place to start. Score more than <laughs> the other team. See you guys
3: later. <laughs> My bad habits lead to late nights, ending alone conversations with a stranger. Ending alone Conversations with a stranger I barely know Swearing the will be-